I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today is Sarah Del Campo de Gonzalez. She is a pediatrician, a wife, mom, runner. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you pronounce my name really well. <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a task. <laughs> but I was practicing because it, it is <laughs> a little good. bit longer than some of the other ones I've had to. Right. <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, my first question is, how did you get into running? Um, I, I feel like I was a really late runner or like late to the game. I, I remember running as a kid, um, but more like as prep for, um, like conditioning. So we were dancers, our whole family did, uh, they were directors of a dance group, Mexican folkloric dance group. And come summertime, we had big dance conferences to go to. And my dad would drop us off on the ditch, my brother and I and be like, I'll pick you guys up in the next town. And we had to like run every day <laughs> to get ready for these dance conferences. And that's the only like memory of running I have as a kid. Um, and obviously we were like, it wasn't viewed too positively <laughs> yeah. at that time. Um, it was like probably more like abandonment. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but now, um, like more recently in 2016, um, I think it was 2016, uh, my husband and I were just like kind of like doing the same routine, you know, kids, kids work, um, the whole thing and, and felt like we needed to get some activity back in our lives. We weren't dancing at the time. My husband and I also met dancing as kids. So we weren't dancing anymore. And we were like, you know, we just have to get active. And I bought us Fitbits for uh, <laughs> our anniversary, which can go very badly if you <laughs> give someone a, a Fitbit, it <laughs> can give the wrong message. Um, but he, he took it as like, a, um, you know, motivation to, <laughs> to compete with me on steps. And that's how I got into running was I just wanted to get more steps than him. Um, <laughs> And before you know it, like we were signing up for little, you know, local 5Ks. And um, I think within a year, did a half marathon. Uh, I oh, think wow. it was within a year. Yeah, just kind of the goal, like his steps got higher and higher and I just needed to train more. <laughs> <laughs> so was, so yeah. was, it was the initial, um, like just steps, like just walking and then it slowly moved into running or did you just kind of start like, well, if I run, I'll get a little bit further. I'll see a little bit more. Like, how did that go? Yeah, it started off just walking. Um, and he, you know, it, it was, it was, we lived in the South Valley at the time and we have a lot of ditch, um, access. And so we just hop on the ditch and go out on walks together and stuff. And then, you know, that turned into like, you know, I found out like he went on a walk in the morning and I was like, well, hold on, you know, you're getting a head start. So by that evening, um, I, you know, slip out, like we were sneaking out on each other, like, I'm going to go get in a 5k. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then, and then we just kind of collaborated and started running together. And, and honestly, like that, that was just a really cool time, um, for us, you know, to bond and kind of build relationship on these runs that we had. And, you know, kind of seeing and, and feeling like our energy was coming back and our, our, our you know, our 
kids at the time uh, at that ages were were really into it so yeah it's sort of built over time from walking like circles in the kitchen to try to get more steps to <laughs> <laughs> to getting to getting the runs in i find that funny that you're just like <laughs> i just sneak out and get extra like miles and like i'm not sneaking out to go see my friends i'm sneaking out to get extra steps right. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Like, yeah, I was like, you know, where did you get that extra, like, two grand? Like, it's <laughs> not cool. I'm going to take off. I, I'm going to walk to Circle K instead of drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though, that you guys moved it into, like, working together and kind of, um, I'm, I'm assuming, kind of going after some similar goals as far as races and signing up for the same events and things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we we started to sign up together um, to do different things, and um, and that added just a whole different side of it that um, that was just super fun. Um, and you know, then then we started looking at like uh, I signed I signed us up. <laughs> I kind of voluntold him, right? Like, oh, there's a half marathon in, in Vegas. Like, we got to do this. And so we did. We signed up for rock and roll. But again, I'm super competitive and I didn't want him to only competitive with him. Like I didn't want him to to outrace me <laughs> in our first half. So I signed up for um, Santa Fe Thunder, like which is like three months ahead of Vegas <laughs> and was like, I want to I want to do the half marathon first. Like I want to be the first in the family. Right. So. So I did that and that was actually super, super cool um, to kind of set that goal for myself individually, like to to have that, like we were doing everything together at that time in terms of running. And I just kind of wanted to have something like where we did our own thing in a way. Um, so yeah, that was my first was Santa Fe Thunder. Super cool to have the kids there cheering mama on, you know, he was the race photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And then we went on to do Vegas together, which is really cool. I I've heard those rock and roll marathons, half marathon, like any of the races can just be, they, they really kind of make it about having fun and just, you know, enjoying the atmosphere of it all. Yeah, for sure. And if, you know, that, that was the one to do was Vegas, you know, run the strip at night um just super super awesome i heard that they only shut down the strip twice like a year for new year's eve and for this so oh wow um, it was super cool i did get my first um <laughs> i got my first major injury uh there because you know being stubborn like signing up for a half marathon before the training plan said i should um <laughs> in santa fe that meant that, you know, all the long runs and like all of that stuff kind of bumped up sooner than I was ready. And um, <clears throat> by the time we got to Vegas, <laughs> I was like nursing like a little bit of IT band, like little twinges and tweaks, and then was kind of ignoring it and, you know, like um, figuring out, you know, online what kind of PT I could do. Um, and then we ran the race and here it's my, my husband's first half marathon and he's super excited. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I'm hurting and I, like at this point, like I am not able to flex at the hip, at the knee, like I'm dragging the leg behind me oh. and he's just pumped. He's super excited. 
And <laughs> I think he thought he was motivating me, but he was like, come on, Sada, this is what we came for. This is what we came for, like yelling the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just no, so we finished it, of course, and he was super excited. But um, but that started um several months of like not being able to run, like even like walking was difficult. And I just you know I I really I realized at that point like um running was definitely more <laughs> than just a way to compete with my husband on steps, and I missed it a ton and was like, wow, I think this is really something like I've got to figure out how to protect this and um, get it back, you know, and and be smart about it and do it in a healthy way. Because like, you, you know, especially at my age, like, <laughs> and with no running background, like I can't just get out there and run a half marathon and not expect to hurt later. <laughs> right. Did you, you know, when you were doing the dancing stuff before, was that competitive mm -hmm. dancing? Yeah, at times it was competitive. It was most, mostly performing. Um, and then, you know, there are several events throughout the years that are competitive, um, but not it's not as heavy um, a focus as the performing side. Okay. I was just mm -hmm. curious about that, if mm -hmm. like, there was any kind of competitiveness in that that you kind of brought into the running. Um, but I know you talked about just being competitive with your with your husband, but I was just kind of curious about that kind of um, overlap, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there was some level of it, but definitely not like I think that's that's actually where I fall apart in running is <laughs> is I don't necessarily like the competition piece or didn't like and thought that 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 wasn't where I was going to get into things because I thought, well, you know, like any person that takes on a new um, activity, like you know, especially if you're like always trying to be excellent and <laughs> successful right, at everything. Right. And then you get into running and you're like, you know, I'm not going to be like front of the pack. I might, I'm not going to be middle of the pack. Like <laughs> I just want to finish this thing. And so you do have to adjust like your expectations and, and the whole concept of competing against yourself and against your pastimes and just setting small goals, like completely just for yourself um, that was new to me. And so that was a really cool aspect that I'm like embracing more and more now. That's exactly what I was going to ask about kind of just competing against yourself instead of, you know, the other runners out there. Cause <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, the competition, at least for me and, and for a lot of people, it, it is fun to be out there and it, it can help motivate. And when you pass someone, there's that little adrenaline rush, but at the end yeah. of the day, it really comes down to being, being, happy accepting your own goals and mm -hmm. and what what feels good to you yeah yeah i agree and i i think i think you're the only one that knows um kind of what the path to getting to that race was you know and and like the things that maybe you overcame um to be able to run that race and like you know at all levels of running not just at, at the back of the pack <laughs> um <laughs> but 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 yeah i mean i think you know your your expectations have to be set to to what's within your um what's within your grasp but then and then push a little further beyond that maybe but but yeah that was that was kind of a a hump that's that's i think that's part of why people say running really humbles you <laughs> 
Oh, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, one of the greatest things about it, and, and I've seen pro, pro runners talk about this as well, you know, they're going through the same thing as I am, as you are, like, it, it's all relative. I mean, the speeds are going to be a little bit different. But, you know, if I came off of a half marathon and, you know, was injured and couldn't run for a while, like, I, I would, I would be hurting, like, I would hate it. <laughs> like, I think, yeah. You know, anybody yeah. that, that considers themselves, themselves a runner, and, and then some people who don't consider themselves runners actually would, would feel the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's 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 I think one of the coolest things about running is that you um, you do share an experience with everybody that's out there. You do cover the same distance. Right. And and whatever speed it is. And um, you all work through like the start to the finish um, it, with some commonalities. Right. Of just getting through it together. And um, I I got to run Chicago Marathon a few years back and just was, I just was reflecting like what other sport does like little old me who still is having trouble seeing myself as a runner, like what other sport do you get to be on the same course as Meb, right? Or like, you know, somebody just ran through these same streets, like, you know, and, and now here you come through and you do the same distance. So it's pretty cool. I, I completely agree. It's one of the things I love about it is just that there's so much. Um, it, it's 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 just not that all different, you know. You you mm-hmm. still got to warm up. You still got to stretch, and you know, mm-hmm. again, the times are different. But you know, you're you're on the same pavement as as Meb or you know, yep. Dead Linden or you know, whoever. <laughs> my bestie, whoever. my bestie yeah. does. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, after you had that, I guess your second half marathon and you're kind of nursing that injury and had to kind of take a break, like, mm-hmm. was it hard? I'm assuming your husband was still kind of running. Was it hard to kind <laughs> of watch him get out to, to go and run and you're just, you know, hobbling yeah. trying to take care of everything? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think that's where like you realize that the dynamic had changed. Like we realized the dynamic had changed, um, and it was something we shared. Like we had a growing love for, and so um, to see him out there, like my first thought was that I'd be pretty mad, <laughs> or you know, jealous or envious. Like he's out there, and I'm just stuck here. And like I definitely had those like woe is me moments. But he's he's super supportive and was you know behind me, like getting into physical therapy and doing my therapy at home. And, you know, he also like being a newer runner, um, had his own little injuries and was always working through stuff at the same time as I was. And so we became super supportive of like, wow, isn't this thing like hard to do? And isn't it like something really cool to try to figure out like how to recover from (laughs) Um, (laughs) together and, and, you know, nerd out together on a, on physical therapy books and things and, and actually went to a, a, you know, I I started therapy sessions um, to make sure I was doing the right thing and kind of get, get, get everything checked out and make sure I was on the right track. Cause I took it seriously enough that I really did want to return to running at that point and was like, you know, this is something I don't want to lose. Yeah. And that makes sense. I can, I can see like, 
you can tell when people make that shift because it is it, that that mindset of okay well I, I i don't like how i feel or i don't like this feeling of not moving anymore so what do i need to do to be able to continue with this so as that's cool mm-hmm. that we're able to work together and and both kind of learn how to manage it together and and continue on with the running right and so obviously so this was you know a few years ago you've been running now for around four-ish years um did you have any mm-hmm. goals for this year that you that you missed out of because everything got canceled <laughs> because of darn covid yeah, yeah um this says yeah <laughs> this um so yeah, I, I was signed up to do Chicago to go back and, you know, that was my first marathon and um, first and well, I guess I did two marathons that year in 2018, just like separated by six weeks, didn't learn my lesson, right? And oh, um, wow. <laughs> uh, did Chicago, did Philly, but it was more like a just finish goal, you know, just get out there and finish and let's see what this is like. And and so this time around, um, I definitely wanted to put more effort into like a time goal. Um, nothing, nothing. I didn't know yet what the time goal was going to be until I was going to give myself like some time and training to see. Um, but my just finished time was under like 459, like it was 459 and something. And so my goal was going to be like definitely improve that. But let's see if I can maybe get, you know, I don't know closer to like 430 below that. And so that was a big goal. And so of course, um, being a a doctor when, (laughs) when, when this hit, um, you know, you're ready to throw all your goals out the out the window, because there was something else to focus on that was um, kind of demanding much more presence. Um, And not that I wanted to let go of running altogether. But I just thought, you know, this is these runs, these races aren't going to happen. Like, you know, it's, we just need to readjust all of our goals. And so Chicago was going to come up, of course, in October. Before that, I had wanted to do Santa Fe if it was going to be up, you know, to or available and, and was just looking at it different. Like, I really like that half marathon distance. So that was, that was the plan. <laughs> when everything hit and changed, um, it took a little bit, but I got into the virtual racing like thing and yeah. I loved it. It was, it was fun. I mean, it was something to kind of, I don't know, like it, it was fun. It was, I did, um, I did some 10 Ks and, um, like a half marathon and it was fun to get medals in the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have my I, own I, medal I, ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the virtual runs were, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same. You're not going to take the place of anything, but um, Mm -hmm. it was, it helped me kind of, there was a little bit of motivation and a little bit of like, oh, well, this race is sponsoring this group or this cause. And it, it really helped me kind of um, be intentional with what I was choosing to put my money towards as far as the races, instead of just, Mm -hmm. oh, this one matches up with when, when I want to do this, right. so this one's happening then, like it was, I really like this cause. So I'm going to put my money towards that, which that, that part I really enjoyed about it. Yeah, that I would agree completely. It was a different, I mean, not that, not that that's, um, 
you know, yeah, it was it was definitely more of a focus and people just kind of um, coming together, you know, in 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 a time of crisis, um, it just had more meaning, maybe to to do races that had a cause like that. So yeah, I agree. And, and so we talked a little bit, obviously, about COVID here, <laughs> messing up the schedule, but. <laughs> You know, you you are a pediatrician, so you weren't necessarily on the front lines or anything. But mm-hmm. you know, how did how did every what every, what was going on kind of affect your work? So we're um, our clinic is um, kind of a unique little hybrid uh, integrated model. So we are eight pediatricians, but we are gosh uh, fourteen. I think last at last count we have fourteen social workers. Oh, and wow. uh, and counselors, um, psychologists, psychiatry, home visitors, um, you know, youth groups, things like that. So just super big on um, family kind of wellness and addressing like the bigger picture, you know, what impacts families. And so when when things hit, when COVID hit, um, so to speak, like the medical visits tanked they just went down you know significantly and people kind of steered clear of coming into the doctor um you know and it made sense people just you know went into social isolation of course and um postponed some of the visits that um weren't as urgent um but on the behavioral health side and on the social work case management side those visits um doubled if not tripled at sometimes and so the governor might, you know, release a public health order or like, uh, for example, the moratorium on rent on evictions. Um, right. You know, when she when she announced that, um, I think that was our biggest spike in um, visits um, because, you know, families needed help um, kind of not getting evicted. And they came to their pediatrician's office, oddly enough, to find their social workers and their counselors or you know, kids were in crisis. Um, kids were definitely isolated and scared and anxious and all of their kind of world um, that was already pretty challenging to contend with was then intensified with, you know, anxiety about COVID and kind of what this meant for leaving school and their parents losing work or, you know, all of those issues. And so um, it's been pretty intense um, in, in our clinical setting we had a small outbreak um, amongst one of the, you know, unique populations that our clinic serves, um, where for a, for a, for a month or I would say about six weeks, um, we were helping Department of Health um, with pop-up testing sites across the street, and that's when I went into isolation um, away from my kids and and husband, just because I was the one performing the. The, the swabs um, with this population of families. Oh, wow. And, and so that was really hard, um, but still not, I mean, we were still kind of like, you know, put me in coach, we're on the sidelines, like whatever you need from us docs, like we're here, we're ready. Um, and thankfully we didn't, you know, so far have not been redeployed to go into the hospitals and work in COVID units just yet. But, you know, we haven't, we're not quite out of the woods yet. Uh, <laughs> as of as of today right so right yeah mm-hmm. as, of, as of when we're recording this and this will you know come out about a week later so you know not a probably not a whole lot of change within a week yeah and, yeah but i think i think that family support has been um like that that kind of role 
role as a as a as a support to families has taken precedence in our clinic over like you know doing well checks and things like that although we're doing those too but (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that does sound pretty unique and and actually like one really needed right now but something that i can see is generally needed you know across the board especially you know depending on on where you're at and so i was kind of curious about what the name of the clinic was so we're called um young children's health center um, we're a unm clinic in uh the international district and we're on san pablo so a lot of our our spanish-speaking families call it la clinica de san pablo um, <laughs> so uh yeah we've you know not to not to take you back too far but the clinic was founded 39 years ago and it was a it was a part-time pediatrician and a social worker. And before she oh, wow. hired, I think she hired a front staff person before she hired nursing, just because um, in that community where she wanted to serve, um, you know, she she recognized 39 years ago, right? Before before social determinants were quite the buzzword um, <laughs> that, that you really do need to kind of address like the bigger things impacting families before you, you know, assign or before you finger wag about not drinking juice and watching too much tv right like let's help you pay rent and let's help you let's help you figure out some of these um kind of basic needs wow yeah that is pretty amazing like i i just um i i I haven't heard of that and i can't think of really many other places that do that so that's i mean how did you end up uh working Mm -hmm. there I, um, I, I rotated there as a medical student um, and then fell in love and was like, you know, I have to be here. If I'm going to be a pediatrician anywhere, it's got to be here. And so I ended up doing, um, so we do like our, our residency training in your field of your specialty of choice, right? And so I did pediatrics and stayed here at UNM for that. And that was three years. And so every week I'd go over to that clinic and do my little you know, my half day of seeing my very own patients, right, um, and did that for three years, and then came time to to finish residency training and get your quote real job, right? Um, <laughs> and that was the only clinic I applied to. Period. That was the only place I wanted to be. Um, I just love that model. I, I love the the principle behind it and the mission. And definitely, we're we're like a family there, um, and and the patients we serve and their families are like family. Um, you know. I'm the director, uh, the medical director there. And when, when I welcome new patients, it's like, you know, we would be honored if you would consider us part of your extended network now, you know, we're here for you. And I don't know if, if we can help serve them in some way, then that's, that's part of the mission, right? I, I think that's just so amazing. I think it's, I think it's, a. Uh, I mean, the whole model just sounds like I said, like I've, I feel like there should be more places like that, if not, if not every place. I know that's hard, you know, a hard task, but I, I, I can see why you fell in love with it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely the dream job, yeah. <laughs> which I'm I, leaving. That's uh, that was going to be my yeah. question, you know. So you're 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 from Texas. You're moving back to Texas. And you're, you're leaving this job that just sounds so amazing. Are, are, you, are you trying to find places 
like that, you know, where you're heading back to? Is there anything like yeah. that? Or... I, you know, there may be. And I, I just, I kind of feel like I need to put my feet down in San Antonio and see what's there. Cause I, you know, online, it's hard to tell. Like, even when I Google my own clinic, I don't get the gist of what the mission is and all of that. Right. So I need to get there to San Antonio and kind of see what's what, but I would love to be back in this setting. Obviously this feels like where, um, where, you know, we all, we all are looking for purpose, I think, and, um, and just trying to find meaning in, in the way we spend our days. And, and that kind of clinic model is definitely like what I, what I would like to be doing. Um, so, I mean, I guess if, you know, one of the final things we were doing in the last year at our clinic, uh, was starting to present to other clinics, you know, like kind of disseminate our model and kind of get out there and tell people like, Hey, this is what our little clinic on San Pablo does. We call ourselves the little clinic that could, right? <laughs> um, this is what our little clinic does, and it's pretty cool, and we really like it. And if you were to do this in your city, this is kind of our our startup kit. You know, these are the bare minimum things you would need to do this in your town. Um, and and then I think it's just um, humbling to then be dropped into a new city myself and be like, okay, Sada, <laughs> let's see if you can replicate the model that you're touting. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, right now I don't have a job in San Antonio. I want to go see kind of what's there and, and see who's interested and open to replicating something like that. And if, um, if it's not a good fit for, or something that's existing, then maybe I just start with my, you know, myself and one social worker and we take the next 39 years and do the same thing. <laughs> Who knows? That is amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, Eden, I mean, I'm sure a lot of my listeners know, like I'm a, I'm a teacher, I, I teach elementary and, you mm -hmm. know, it just is, um, I, God, I, 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 I can picture kids. I can picture kids that I've taught years yeah. ago and now and currently and high schoolers that I coach, all that could benefit from something like that. So mm -hmm. I um, I hope it works out, you know, however it does, whether if it's just like you said, you and a, and a social worker or if you find a place that, mm -hmm. that's already doing it or willing to to try this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that for sure. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> And to kind of go back a little bit, you know, back to the to the COVID stuff, you know, you're you're leaving New Mexico, which has had some pretty, I guess, strict might be the right word, you know, <laughs> where every you know a lot of other places have had um, restrictions and um, mm -hmm. you know what people are allowed to do and and mask mandates and all that, and you're going to Texas, which has been a <laughs> A little bit more lenient. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, right. You know, I mean, obviously, you there's precautions you can take on, you know, to yourself and keeping your family still, you know, yeah. fairly isolated and everything. But aside from being able to move closer to family, like, how does that feel? You know, that it, it is, um, <laughs> it is anxiety provoking um, because we have, Honestly, we've we've really like, especially early on with the swift actions that the governor took, and like people that work um, in in public health and in education and medicine, like we all kind of see um, how devastating something like this 
could be for our state. And so to have taken those actions early on was just like, we can't even imagine, probably we'll never know, thankfully, um, the amount of devastation it could have caused. Um, and so that, you know, that gratitude, that appreciation, like, um, you know, that's, that's there for sure. Um, then, yeah, you kind of see what, what, um, what the take was or what the, the, um, you know, what, <laughs> what actions were taken or not taken in neighboring places, especially when you're, when you're moving there and, yeah. and it is, <laughs> it is anxiety provoking, but I do think, um, I mean, I think that, that individuals like, you know, families can take precautions and um, we're, we're calling ahead to see kind of what the school situation is like and, you know, what kind of protocols people have in place to protect the kids and the, their own staff, right? The teachers and the, the administrators and trying to get the lay of the land and, and then we'll kind of do what we got to do since I don't have a job. Um, <laughs> um, our backup plan is, you know, mama's going to homeschool and I'm, I'm the stricter parent. <laughs> I don't know if I'm stricter. I just give them like, I, I'm a little more like structured, I guess, in that sense where, you know, when school first, when, when they first sent everyone home and there wasn't a like immediate like curriculum at home. Right. Um, right. I, ju I jumped in my, my whole family are educators. And so my mother's on the phone with me and she's like a former, you know, curriculum instruction assistant super. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to give them this, this and this, and we're building schedules. And so in that sense, we're like, okay, Texas, you know, if we've got to do that, that's okay. Um, I don't have a job and I'm here for the kids, you know, we'll, we'll do what we have to do. But thankfully, I got in my first vaccine and my second dose is coming up the day. Actually, we'll have our moving truck packed and that evening I'll get my second dose. And then the next morning we're hitting the road um, oh, wow. and driving to San Antonio. So, yeah. Well, cool. I did see that you had posted um, on Instagram about getting the first uh, the first dose of the vaccine, which I think is is mm -hmm. pretty awesome for I, I'm. I think there's a handful of, of nurses and doctors I follow that are also runners that have, you know, shared that online, which I think is is great, Be you know, with some of the misinformation and stuff that's gone around to, to be able to share that. So thank you uh, for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think um, part of part of the posting, like, you know, I guess the backstory or the insider scoop is that you know, we, we do, we ourselves um, have followed along this process of vaccine development, like watching kind of what's happening. And we're getting constant updates from our own institution and from the CDC and Department of Health about like how this whole process is going, how the vaccine trials are going, what is this technology with mRNA, like what is all this? And so we ourselves, like just in full disclosure, right, we're all going, we all went through this evolution of you know, doubt and concern and um, criticism of, you know, the process. And over time, um, like speaking definitely for myself here, I'm so much more confident and comfortable with all I've learned about what went into the development of the vaccine and, and the side effect profile and, you know, kind of the, the benefit and, um, and the technology that went into it. Like it's definitely reassured me. Um, and so part of what we're all trying to do when you see all those posts is 
reassure others um, who maybe don't have access to all that insider information about how safe it is um, that like, hey, we're here, you know, we're getting the vaccine too. And, um, and, you know, I was pretty sore on that little, like I realized it the next day I leaned on a door frame and was like, oh yeah, I got a vaccine yesterday. <laughs> but beyond that, you know, that first vaccine's okay, was fine. And the second, they, they say that the second dose um, is the one with a little bit more possibility of having a few kind of low grade, like fever and some other symptoms, but that's a good sign, you know, that your immune response is, is working. Um, so we'll see. Well, that's awesome. And I think that, you know, again, it just kind of fits in, especially with with where you're working at now and, and you know, that social aspect to it. So I think that's mm-hmm. right on brand. But mm-hmm. we'll move off of this topic for now because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those that uh, it, it's important to talk about, but at the same time, it's been, you know, talked about so much too. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I... So like we talked about, you're from Texas. I'm assuming your husband's from Texas, too, because you said you guys had met when you were younger uh, dancing. Yeah, he's actually from here. Okay. <laughs> so we met we met when we were little, but I came out to a dance conference here in Albuquerque and uh-huh. met him as a kid. And then, like, we went out, we went back to our, our home states for a while. Didn't collide again till college. <laughs> And was college here? Were you at UNM doing your medical studies? So I was. I was actually in a, in San Antonio at UT San Antonio, um, and he was at he was in Cruces at uh, NMSU, and then he spent a year doing like um, what do you call it? Like an exchange year in San Antonio. I was directing the dance group there and he walks in and is like, I'm a dancer where I'm from. And I didn't recognize him by the way. Like I didn't know that I'd met this guy when we were kids and you know, everybody shows up like day one of their freshman year to college having danced as kids in Texas. And so I was like, yeah, okay. You know, let's, let's put you in, in line here with the other guys. And it turns out he was a really good dancer and turns out he was an instructor and a director where he was from and the whole thing. So we were watching old, (laughs) we were watching old dance videos, um, in San Antonio. I was like, Hey, I went to Albuquerque when I was a kid. And, you know, I was at, I was at this conference, um, and, you know, here's the video. And he's like, oh, I was at that conference. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then we, <laughs> we put the video in and like, you know, there we were 11 years old dancing together um, on the video, like in the conference. So it was, it was pretty, you know, pretty, wow. I don't know. <laughs> so, so then of course I had to move here, <laughs> of course. Um, you know, cause the stars told me like, Hey, <laughs> wow. so yeah, I moved, I moved out here. I went to med school and the whole rest is yeah. History. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that definitely sounds like a great wedding story. So <laughs> his, his version is we met in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously you guys have, have had some history and have, and have bonded over the running now as well. And, you know, you, you've talked about being able to work together, but how does, you know, how does that work? I know dads don't often get this question, but you know, you're a mom, you're a doctor, 
and you're trying to run. You've got a run streak going. <laughs> um, I can't remember how many days you're at right now. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I'm, I'm only hitting like 76. Like I'm a baby, I'm a baby streaker. <laughs> that's, 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 I mean, any streak is amazing because you can hear injuries, you can hear, I mean, there's so much. Yeah, so that's true. I, I wouldn't discount it at all. A streak is a streak. So mm-hmm. um, how do you, how do you manage to kind of balance all of that? Um, you know, the balance has definitely like uh, adapted over time and it's, there's not any one, like we've never arrived at like, oh, this is how we're going to do it now. Like, this is our routine. You're going to run at this time. I'll run it. Like it changes and adapts. It has to stay flexible because of our jobs and like, well, and you know, plus minus pandemics. <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> when you throw that in there. So we just, we, like right now he's going in the mornings. Um, I'm going in the evenings and we kind of have this like thing where we don't run while the kids are awake as much as we can help it. That's just our thing because, um, I work, I, I, I work a lot, you know, and, um, when we're home, we're home and we're trying to be like present for the kids. But on the other hand, I like when the kids know that I'm running there's something also like really cool about, them seeing me running and um like you know my my son for example every night he's like mommy can you lay down with me to go to sleep oh wait you still gotta do your run huh you know and I'm like yeah yeah let me just run down there I'll knock out you know I'll knock out my 5k and I'll come back up and lay down with you um so the kids the kids have like kind of also adopted it into our little family culture that like mommy and papi got to get their run, right? <laughs> or they come home cranky. Like we got to, we got to send them out on their run. Um, so that, that balance has worked out. There are definitely times when like wherever we are as a family and, you know, we've had our difficulties and, you know, wherever we are, the running doesn't always, like, it's not always a priority. It can't be, um, it, you know, all things depending. Um, but right now we're, we're privileged enough to be able to, to both take our runs when we can. And that's great. And I did, you know, I've seen you talk about just run downstairs and, and do a 5k. You, you've yeah. got a, a, a treadmill. And so, mm-hmm. you know, running at night, I'm assuming that that's, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of posts like mm-hmm. on Instagram with, with that. Is that just out of like, I, I don't want to get out anywhere. It's just close. It's a little bit safer because it's dark outside. Yeah, it's safer. I think part of it is like having had not nothing major, but just like little scares when I did go out running in the dark by myself. Like I am all about, you know, I love gear and the little headlamps and the little hand lamps and (laughs) like, you know, that's great. And I, I do get out there. I think, you know, there were, there were a couple times like running on ditches in the South Valley where, you know, you'd have someone pop out of somewhere and they don't mean any harm. Like that's just where they're camping. Um, but I just, I felt uncomfortable being out in the dark, uh, at sometimes. Um, and so that, that was, that was part of, that's part of it. And then it's also just a matter of, um, convenience, you know, and knowing that like leading up to the moment I start warming up, I'm doing something with the kids or in the house. And then the moment I'm done stretching, like it's right back into, you know, and so it, it helps to stay close. Right. That makes sense. Um, you know, trying to find that time 
And like you said, kind of doing it when the kids aren't awake because you're gone. Like, is that a little bit of kind of, I guess, guilt about like, I don't mm-hmm. take out this time from being with you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think um, we all kind of like even the perspective of running has changed over time. There were times that I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty. This is what mama needs right now. And, you know, I'm going to get out there and spend my time doing it. And then um, I I had that tendency, at least there was a summer there where I was doing two a days and like really like it was the summer I wanted. I was going to run Chicago my first marathon. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I think this is what you're supposed to do. Like, I think you're supposed to run for hours and hours and hours and then, you know, run again that night. And, um, and I, it was like running out of fear because I was afraid of this big, bad marathon. Right. And, um, and, and it really took a lot to, um, and, and my husband just being like super open and, um, you know, Hey, I need you home. Like you, you know, you run and then you go to work and then you come home and you run and then, you know, it's bedtime. And so that, that guilt, that swung to too far of an extreme. And, and then it swung to the other side where it was like, you know, if my kids are awake, I absolutely, I'm 100% present. I'm sitting on the edge of your bed watching you. Like I am here and I'm not going to run, you know, (laughs) Um, right now I'm somewhere in the middle where I, they, they know that this is something I really love and um, and it is a gift that I give myself every day <laughs> um, and it helps, you know, keep me, it has so many kind of emotional health benefits right now for me um, that, you know, my kids, like I said, my son is the first one to be like, did you get your run, mama? <laughs> <laughs> my husband too. He's, he's like, oh, you haven't run today, have you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, the guilt is there. I think a lot of women experience there but people, you know, people, parents, I mean, whatever your whatever your obligations are to other things, like you're bound to feel some guilt for wanting to do something that seems like it's only for yourself, but um I do think there are other far-reaching benefits. <laughs> I I definitely agree. I think that that again, I think the question is usually asked towards mothers more often than fathers. And I think that it it is something that goes through, you know, a lot of parents, you know, for various reasons, but it's, it's it's hard when you're, when you're gone all day and and still trying, well, I, yeah, I was gone, but I was at work, you know, I still need my me time. I need my decompressed time. I need my, (laughs) yeah, whatever it is, it's, it's a, it is a tough balance to, to maintain. And, um, it definitely Mm -hmm. takes, um, you know, both adults to, to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Having, having that support is everything. And, um, my, my kids will go sit down in the garage with me and hang out on the floor a lot, uh, while I run. And those, those are usually the nights, like when I would do one mile, you know, cause I'm like, I, I can feel that they want me, they need yeah. me, you yeah. know, and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here for, you know, three, five miles, whatever it is. Um, I'll just knock out my mile and go hang out. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do, have they gotten interested in running? Do they do any of like the kids carries or anything? Or um... that's that's the balance there, though, right? Like, I really want them to get into it earlier than I did, if that's going to be their thing. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to be pushy. <laughs> um, 
my my daughter has um and she finally just told me like i just want to see the sunrise i don't want to run though <laughs> so i was like okay well bring your bike or look out the window i'm <laughs> like forget it yeah um and then my son is my my son is is definitely I think he's going to be the runner because like we've been hanging out in the foothills a lot lately and then I run home and um, because like we're we're currently living um, about a 5k distance from like where we park at the foothills to wander around up there and my son is the one that's like I want to go with mommy and I want to run with her and you know and yeah, it would turn into (laughs) an hour and a half if he came with me I think but (laughs) And he's, he's the one that has already voiced that like someday he wants to run a marathon with me. And I'm like, okay, then I really have to do physical therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty cool. It's, it's fun to see, um, to see your kids kind of get into it. And I mean, it's such a, it's such a healthy thing that they can kind of continue, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. their life as well, which is, you know, obviously a great benefit to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we're heading, we're in a new year, not heading into a new year. (laughs) And, uh, you know, do you have any goals for this year? You know, if, Mm -hmm. you know, races happen or without races or... (laughs) With and without. I know, we all have all these, like, contingency plans. The run streak, for sure, I, I... turned 39 this year and thought like, I just want to run every day a mile or more for a year. Like, like, let's just call it, you know, until I turn 40. Um, because I am finding that I don't, I, I think there's a lot of like injury prevention that, that, you know, and like, anyway, rest and recovery is super important. Um, so anyway, the run streak is there. That's kind of cool. Um, and just finished doing like a 5k a day for, for December. Um, and then the other goals, I think, so in San Antonio, um, my cousin is my RBF, my running best friend and she lives there. And so we're just super excited about, like, we've always done these long distance, like, um, runs together, I guess, you know, we do runcations, like anytime I've ever run, a big race anywhere, like we're together there. And so um, we make a whole thing out of it. So we're excited to do runcations together if and when it's possible to do them. Um, I deferred Chicago for another year. um, So probably 2022. And so right now there's like nothing on the schedule schedule. Uh, Maybe just do some local stuff in San Antonio and kind of get out in the hill country and explore some It'll be fun. And then have my, my cousin there with me and we'll get to do some, some fun races. That does sound kind of fun. I was, I was meant to ask you earlier, actually, about, about those big races. If you did, if it was the whole family and just kind of a, you know, vacation away, you know, for everyone. Yeah. Well, well, Chicago. um, So there again, I signed up for Philadelphia. Right. (laughs) And then just could not wait and signed up for Chicago as like, oh, I'm going to do it as a final long run before Philly, <laughs> which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyway, um, 
And so my husband and I actually that year, we were separated for a year. And so I ended up like those races had so much meaning to me in the sense that there again, like doing my first big, big attempt at a bigger distance um, alone. And you know, kind of like had tons of family support. Like we were separated, but he was sending me videos of the kids and he's cheering me on and checking on me at every mile marker, you know, and <laughs> um, that support is, has always been there super consistent. And so, yeah, the, the, those, those races, I was with my cousin, my, my um, runcation buddy, but my family was kind of virtually from home and it was school time. It was October. So we didn't, take time off um, to fly them all out there that time. But it'd be really cool to go back and do, um, that was part of the reason that I wanted to do Chicago this year was to go back with my husband and kind of show him like, yeah, this is what I did. You know, <laughs> this was, this was, this is where I, I ran, you know, like Meb. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. That's kind of a, a, a great way to kind of bring that back and, and how you guys were able mm -hmm. to, to work things out. That's a, Kind of mm -hmm. cool idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you talk about, you know, being able to run with your cousin, you know, back there in, in San Antonio. And is San Antonio where you grew up or, or were you a different um, town? Town. I actually grew up um, in the Rio Grande Valley. So never made it too far away from that river. Um, <laughs> just went further upstream, I guess. But I grew up in a town called Weslico, uh Texas. And it's, I don't know if you're familiar with like South Padre Island and, um, vague, like, like itch. <laughs> yeah, way, way, way down there. It's the tip of Texas, like the southernmost tip of Texas, um, right on the border. Um, and so, uh, border, you know, border town, um, then went to college in San Antonio and then San Antonio has become like the home base where a lot of my family are moving to, um, and so that's kind of when it was time to move back to Texas, um, we considered, you know, San Antonio or Houston or Austin as we have family in all those cities. But um, San Antonio is where I spent the most time in college and most family is there. So that's that that feels like home the most. And are you excited or dreading? you know, going back and having to deal with humidity and running in that kind of humidity. <laughs> right. I know. Nowadays, like, I've, I've definitely gotten used to the, the climate here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you start sweating in the plane uh, when you land in Texas. <laughs> so that is going to take some getting used to. Um, the, the sea level, um, or I guess the elevation being at sea level, that'll feel like I'm flying, I think, when I run, but right. <laughs> but then the humidity hits. So I don't know. I'm kind of dreading it. I, I you know, my, my cousin always talks about like, you know, not being able to run like during the daytime at all in San Antonio, unless you, you know, you catch the early morning or late evening um, in the summertime. So but I also grew up there and never remembered it being hot until I moved away and came back. So hopefully I get used to it again. <laughs> well yeah i hope so it's um yeah I, I i do not love the humidity but i've been in my whole life so <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it took the, it took this long for New Mexico. Not that it didn't grow on me, but I was just so homesick. Like I've been here 16 years and I had never seen snow till um gosh, till here, like basically. And uh so it took a long time like just the mountain, the sandias, like they were so intimidating. <laughs> so <laughs> flat where I'm from. And I was like, oh, that mountain, it's just there, you know, and it's like, uh, it took me a while. And I've, I'm in love with the climate. I'm in love with the landscapes here. It's it's gorgeous. And, and we'll come to, back to visit a ton because my husband's family is all here. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting home. <laughs> no, I'm sure. And then those, uh, what is it, the river walk there, I believe, in San Antonio? Mm -hmm. That should be a nice yeah. area, you know, when it's not too humid to run to. <laughs> right, right. When it's not a super spreader. <laughs> right. That, yeah. That as well. <laughs> yep. oh. You know, I have, I have another question before I kind of get to the last question to wrap us up. Um, you know, you often on your Instagram have, you know, share a picture of whatever beverage you're you know, <laughs> helping you relax with. And it, it's often a Santa Fe brewing company, you know, beer. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think it uh, finds its way into Texas. I'm not really sure how far their distribution is, but <laughs> are you going to be yeah. missing uh, some, of, some of those uh, nighttime drinks? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm probably going to have to carry them in the front seat of the car on the drive there. <laughs> Just stock up every time I visit. No, I I want to say that I I want to say that I was back home and um found some uh at the store once. I I think I recall that, but I'll have to I'll have to look into it. Otherwise, I we're going to really stock up and <laughs> Yeah, I that's that's yeah, that's a nice thing that I like to do on the weekends for sure. Um, <laughs> I was I was telling my husband because we've been home. You know, I was working um, in clinic like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the last two weeks, so we had like a modified off schedule. Um, and then come like the four day weekends, I was like, pass me a beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so this morning. You know, we're back to like, I'm back in my scrubs and I'm like professional again and <laughs> leaving to work. And I'm like, my God, this place looks like college kids live here. <laughs> Clean all this up. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'll miss that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I know Texas definitely has some uh, some nice little breweries as well, but I don't know. I'm a little partial to our one mm -hmm. in, in Albuquerque yeah. <laughs> and Santa Fe. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, um, in in San Antonio, one of our first dates that my husband and I went on uh, was we drove out to Shiner, Texas. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and we did the tour, and they give you these little tokens, and you try the different, like, you know, the, the seasonal brews and stuff. And and I, I remember, like, him asking for my tokens, like, me trying to, you know, it was like a first date or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, you go ahead. <laughs> but I, reg I regret it because now, I, you know, we'll have to go try that again yeah. when we get there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed talking with you. And so, you know, I'm down to my, my last question. And that is, uh, what are you listening to right now to kind of get you moving, get you going, 
get you pumped, just whatever. <laughs> yeah, I am big on music. Um, and I, I, it just ranges like from, you know, stuff in Spanish to um, like in all genres in Spanish. I mean, you know, cumbias and reggaeton and bachata and salsa and Tejano music and cumbias, like the whole thing. But if I'm running, I can't listen to dance music because I fly off the treadmill um, <laughs> and want to dance. Um, I like I like everything. I like country music because I'm, you know, Texan through and through. Um, <laughs> so that's music wise. And then I just love, love, love my podcasts. Like, you know, and there again, like, it, it, you know, if you if you put my podcast on shuffle, you'd, <laughs> you'd I don't know, you'd maybe be surprised, like the range of weird just all over the place, but definitely running podcasts. And that's how, that's how, you know, of course, uh, you and I connected is right. listening to your podcast. And I just learn a lot. I learn a lot from, from, uh, listening and, and running. I, I agree. I mean, I love my music as well, but you know, sometimes actually more often than not lately, I'm, I'm listening to, to different podcasts and, and, you know, you learn so much either, you know, from other runners, from just, people talking or, or just zoning out on, you know, mm -hmm. you know, those fun ones, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if there's a race that I'm, I don't know if you're this way, if, if I'm getting ready for like an actual race, then I do a lot of silent runs or disconnected unplugged runs just cause I, I usually don't take headphone headphones out on the, on a race course. So right. I want to be used to it, but but right now it's all just for fun, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, um, have you watched the Selena, Selena show on Netflix yet? <laughs> I have, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Is, is it worth it? Oh, no. I, you know, it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I think, I think there are going to be um, critics no matter what. And I think that <laughs> we could do a whole other podcast on that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm like a huge Selena fan. I know exactly where I was when we found out she passed away. Our school bus was pulled over on the side of the road so the driver could cry. I mean, it's she's just she was, you know, huge to us kids growing up in South Texas. So, um I thought the series was good. I thought it was I thought they should have named it like The Quintanillas or something because it was more about the family and I thought right. that was right. a really cool way to to depict them, you know. I thought it was good. <laughs> that's that's good yeah i remember oh man we we even went like on a school trip to watch the movie when it came out like oh wow i remember huh. that one was, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay was, that's, was, that's good to know yeah because you i mean she was pretty big here in new mexico too you know i mean definitely yeah that that hispanic spanish vibe you know and and i think mm -hmm. i think her upbringing was was similar to a lot of what a lot of people yep. here, you know, and, and uh, obviously in, in Texas had. So. Yeah, definitely. A lot of shared culture. Absolutely. For sure. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know, again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to talk with me and, you know, safe trip out to Texas and thank you. You know, be <laughs> safe. And is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, I mean, thank you for having me. I, I, when you invited me, I thought, you know, oh my gosh, running, like, I don't know that I'm 
a runner or that I'm, um, you know, I've, I listen to your podcast and I love listening to such like accomplishments and things that people do, but, but it's been cool to, to talk about my little, my little mini goals and what, what's going on in, in the running world for me. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico.com at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.